Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast is brought to you by Eric Lanier. He's the founder of Higher Impact Financial. He is San Diego born and raised. He's a Mount Carmel High School grad as well, and he's a huge Padres fan. And his mission is to align his clients' values and passions with their finances. With so many ideas and noise about how to manage finances well, it can get overwhelming. You need a tailored approach to your big financial goals, and you need a professional who is 100% for you. Because Eric is a fiduciary, he will only make recommendations that truly make sense for you and are in your best interests. He specializes in retirement planning for individuals and couples who are looking to retire in five years or less and are looking for retirement income analysis. Eric will help you put together a plan by looking at your 401k, pension, social security, and more to make sure you're on track to retirement. Along with that, if you're a new family trying to figure out financial planning and investing, Eric can help you too, whether it's figuring out how to manage your debt, paying for college for your kids, or improving your cash flow. Eric's process is designed to give you confidence and a path forward to make progress with your finances. Call Eric at 951-383-3033. Write that number down, 951-383-3033. That's how you can schedule a free phone or Zoom consultation. Advisory services are offered through WealthTech Partners, a registered investment advisor that only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. All right, the wrap-up show with John and Jim. Padres shut out again, third time in eight games. Sandy Alcantara, the NL Cy Young frontrunner, really good. Joe Musgrove was good, but not good enough. And the Padres don't muster offense until the ninth inning when they bring the tying run to the plate. Hassan Kim lines out. Padres lose three to nothing. Jim is ready to rage, not because of the loss, I don't think, um, but because of some of the comments made by Fernando Tati Sr. today to the media in spanish so there's a lot to get into we want to hear from you please subscribe we have year-round padres content for you please subscribe by hitting that subscribe button smash the like button for us follow us on twitter at john schaefer at jim russell sd if you want custom emojis like the brand new jim sucks emoji that's now available is that what it says jim sucks i forget can we see some jim sucks emojis in the chat please oh yeah please uh if you want the custom emojis you can click the join button next to subscribe down below uh, and also, if you want to make sure we get your comment here tonight, make sure to use that super function by clicking the dollar sign in the chat. So there's a lot to get to, Jim. Where would you like to start? Um, let's start with the game. Okay. Let's start with the actual game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I mean, it wasn't Musgrove's best outing. 
But again, six six innings, three runs. Like you know how many people would take that right now? In the dot, like they'll take that every day of the week. Mm-hmm. He battled. Shout out Jace Tingler. Yeah. Um, and he got through six innings, not with his best stuff. And you're facing the Cy Young Award winner this year. You got to figure out a way to make him work more. No excuses because you're going to be facing these types of pitchers in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's a bad loss because you're facing the Cy Young Award winner, but right. you're still not happy about it. <laughs> right, right. You're not like, yeah, great loss, guys. Yeah, awesome. you're like, good job. We lost to the Cy Young Award winner. Perfect. We lost to the worst offense in baseball history. That's amazing. Yeah. A team that can't score more than three runs. Awesome. Right, right. But also you're not scoring more than three runs or maybe even two runs against Sandy Alcantara. No, the second uh, – was it a two-run home run whenever it was off Musgrove? You're like, good luck. I mean, okay. at that point, you, you're you hoping to chase Alcantara from the game and do it against the bullpen. Now, to the Padres' credit, in the ninth, two outs, nobody on. Walk, single, 12-pitch uh, plate appearance from Kim and then lined out into the shift up the middle. So, you know, they had the tying run at the plate. In the ninth inning, it would have been a hell of a comeback. Um, but you fall behind Sandy Alcantara in Miami, you're losing. He's got a 99-mile-per-hour, I don't even know what it is, lane-changing fastball cutter. I mean, his fastball-change-slider combination is basically unhittable when he throws strikes. I have no clue what you're supposed to do with it. Even the hits the Padres had in this game, uh, there was a hard hit ball from Manny, a flare from Manny. Um, I don't even know what the other hits were. Cronenworth had a single in this game, but they didn't, they didn't muster much in this thing. Did they even get, the, did they even get a base runner to third? Did they give a player to third base today? I can't I don't remember. I think so, Jay. Was there a runner at second? Yeah, in the ninth, first and second. I mean, the game was happening during our show, so it was kind of hard to keep yep. the tabs on everything. Yep. But, like, I can't remember a time they got a runner to third or even second. No, second they had twice. Uh, <clears throat> okay. There was Soto Machado, um, walk single, and then in the ninth, Myers singled first and second, two outs. Right. So, again, like, Musgrove has now lost six straight decisions. That's I amazing. Yeah, I know you're like, right. After the starting of the season, 8-0. And, I mean, his numbers are still pretty good. I think he still has mm-hmm. got an ERA under three. Um, let me go here. Yeah, he's got a 2980 ERA. You take That's that crazy. second. But he's, you know, lost six straight decisions. Um, it wasn't a bad outing. It just, unfortunately, you know, against a guy like Sandy Alcantara, you need to, be, you need to match zeros for zeros. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that you can get to their bullpen, and maybe you get a run across. And that's the that's the difference in the, the whole game here is uh, Musgrove pitched like a good pitcher tonight. Sanyel Contra pitched like a great pitcher tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Um, Padres again shut out for a third time in eight games. They remain two games in front of Milwaukee. Is that correct? Did the Dodgers win? I know it was four nothing in the ninth. Is that correct? Dodgers won. Um... So they beat Milwaukee, so nothing changed. Okay, so so that's the good news. Now, the Giants have gotten hot. I don't know if they've won or not. Uh, they can move within five and a half games the Padres. Again, if you get caught from behind by the Giants, it's more on you um, because you're not finishing the season well. Phillies won today, so you're now that sixth spot in the wild card. You're not catching Atlanta. I, I'm, I'm punting on that four spot, Jim. They're six and a half games out. I mean, it's all about getting in. Um, I find it very hard to imagine they make up six and a half games. With Atlanta, who's like forty and twenty in their last sixty, maybe better than that. It's hard to. Um, so th- I think it's the fifth that. seed or the sixth seed. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to envision that um, with your schedule in September. Right. 
Yep. It's hard to yeah. envision. Um, you know, a couple of things. First of all, we talked about the Marlins offense. I mean, they've scored three or fewer runs in 16 consecutive games. First team to do that since 1979. They, they have to find a way these next two days to do something on offense because that creates pressure for the Miami offense, which does nothing. Right. Now, Sean Manaya tomorrow, I'm a little concerned because Manaya has had some poor outings, obviously, in the last two months. He's been, he's been all right a couple of times as well. But, I mean, is this the game in which Miami finally breaks out? Hopefully not. Um, but, you know, Miami, had that, they were swept at home by Atlanta in a four-game series, but they didn't pitch Alcantara. They win game one, kind of due for an offensive performance. Manaya tomorrow. you got to find a way to score some runs tomorrow and win that game and set yep. up yourself to win a series, um, you know, on Wednesday afternoon. Yep, and you just hope that tonight was a one-off and that you just are facing uh, the elite elite of the elite pitchers in baseball, and he makes everybody look like that. All right, two things, and we're going to tell you about our sponsors. And Again, if you want to make sure we get your comment here tonight, you can use that super function by clicking the dollar sign down below. Please subscribe as you make your way in. We're here for Padres fans. If you're a Padre fan, we ask that you subscribe here tonight and smash the like button for us. There's two things I want to get to. I want to get to Fernando Tatis senior and his comments to the media today i actually want to start though with the play in the sixth inning jim yep when tempers theoretically flared i think that's fair to say it wasn't it wasn't the machado tati st louis um situation that transpired last september but what happened was if you missed it jerkson profar had a ball go over his head no shame and the runner in an effort uh the runner basically never stopped now profar for whatever reason, didn't throw it in. It looked like he was motioning initially as if he was egging the runner on for the runner to go from second to third. In actuality, I heard from Bob Melvin postgame, what was more likely, it appears, is that he was waving Hassan Kim over from second towards third as the cutoff man. But as he did that, the runner never stopped, and he basically took third because Profar never threw the ball in. Well, because Profar never threw the ball in, Manny Machado... Joe Musgrove, and to some extent, it appeared Juan Soto took some level of exception. I think the most visibly frustrated player was maybe Machado walking into the dugout. Then Musgrove had words for him. Nothing out of, you know, nothing crazy, but basically said, hey, throw the ball back in. And then Soto communicated with him as well. You know, I didn't see it as anything. When I watched it over and over and over again, and you tweeted it out at Jim Russell SD, I thought it was probably good accountability and leadership from guys like Machado and Musgrove. I know other people see it differently. I don't think it's what happened in St. Louis. I think it's trying to hold guys accountable when you're in the midst of a race to try to get into the postseason. And sometimes things have to be said. And this is a game of baseball, not a conference room at iHeartMedia. So sometimes people might raise their voice, but this is a sport. Um, and I actually give a lot of credit to Jerkson Profar well. I thought he handled it very well in what was being said from Machado, Musgrove, and Soto as well. So after the game, Profar said, quote, I just have to throw it in. I made a mental mistake right there. I take full responsibility for it. It won't happen again. Yeah, see, that that's um, a good teammate. Yeah, and for every, like, stupid fucking Dodger fan that, quote, tweeted that video and trying to make it something out of nothing, literally sit this one out. You're a casual and you don't know baseball. This was a clear sign of leadership from Manny, from Musgrove, and from Soto. There was – that happens in sports all the time. It does. All the time. And if it didn't happen, I'd be more concerned if it didn't happen because this team is in the thick of it. This team is trying to accomplish something this year that this franchise has never accomplished, win a World Series. So you got to hold people accountable. And there's no love lost there. It's like, hey, man, that's my bad. Sorry. And you, it, 
Manny's the leader of this team. Musgrove's the leader of this team. Soto is a natural-born leader, it feels like. So to me, while, yeah, they were frustrated with, with Profar 100%, that is leadership all the way. I didn't see this. Did he call out? I, I saw it was posted by John Boy, um, but I didn't see Profar doing that. Um, by the way, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, to be honest. The reason I say that is because the next batter singled up the middle. Like, regardless of whether the runner went from second to third or not, I think yeah. he would have scored. Well, also, they brought the infield in. So you don't know how the infield would have played. Yeah, I guess not. Second. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it was a hot shot up the middle. But you're right. If they were, I guess, shifting in with a runner at second as opposed to third. But at the end of the day, this is literally the tiniest of blips of blips. Nothing to see here at all. Accountability was had on every side, every front. They talked about it, and that's it. So what did what did Profar do on Twitter? Uh, ben says he replied with caps to John Boy's video that was taken from Ben Fadden that I think was the Bally Sports TV is what I'm guessing. I don't know. What are you drinking tonight? Sam wants to know. Uh, a little bit of red wine. I felt like today was a red wine night. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. But um, yeah, see if you can find what Profar tweeted. So there ha- there's a little bit of this maybe that Profar was trying to redirect Hassan Kim to like yeah. move over to third as to be the cutoff mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, and he could well be doing that. And then in the moment when Manny and, and Soto and and Musgrove went up to him and they're like, dude, what the heck, bro? Right. You could have been explaining to him, like, I was trying to signal over, you know, whatever. And then I think Musgrove just lipped, just throw it in next time. Just throw, throw it, it in, in regardless. Yeah. yeah He's got an arm to get it to third. You saw the throw. It yeah. made it to third. Yeah. So there's, no, like, nothing to see there. This is, like, basic communication in baseball. It's it's leadership from the guys you want to be asking those types of questions from Musgrove and Manny and Soto. So there's nothing to see here. Like I'm not. There's nothing to make out of this. He thought it looked like he was. Uh, they looked at. They were frustrated walking in the dugout. They talked about it. It's over. The play in question looked like he was trying to bait Rojas to go over, but he also maybe trying to get uh, Kim in the yeah. right direction. I don't think he was baiting not, in retrospect because yeah, Mel, Melvin said he was trying to. He was trying to signal the uh, cutoff man. So yeah. I, I don't think it's he was baiting. With, yeah, no, I mean, I know JD's third's trying to get a rise out of us. Probably he says, "Listen, there's a lot of people, by the way, that feel this way." I don't know if yep. he's if he's being truthful or not. The way Machado leads, for whatever reason, I mean, he's a polarizing figure. We've talked about this a lot. He airs it out on field. He's willing to show emotion, which I think is a credit to him. But JD's third says Manny's not a leader. Remember him with Tatis last year. Nothing to see here. Always excuses no. for this team. Well, here's the thing. Last year, if you recall, it was Machado trying to get Tatis in line. And that's what Tatis then said when they had that joint press conference. That's not even part of the story that we usually tell about Tatis either, uh, that moment in St. Louis. The, the thing with Machado is, for whatever reason, because he's an atypical leader, that is true. He's, he's not your prototypical. Prototypical liter, leaders probably don't say, after games, I'm Manny fucking Machado. Yeah, they probably don't, but he does. And I give him credit for doing stuff like that. He does it in a different manner. He's not scared to be anyone other than himself. Um, so he is who he is. And I have no problem with Manny Machado being the player that he is because he's been the player that they paid for. And he's been as impactful as any player the last four years on the Padres. Yeah. And I mean, you joked like 
oh, since since I said that Manny needs to be better, <laughs> he's hit like 800. Well, Player he's probably he's, he's around like 450 right now. Player of the mm -hmm. week. Um, he talked the talk. He backed it up. That's great. And um, I, I, you know, you won't be seeing me question the type of leadership Manny does anymore because he backs right. it up. And yes, I want him to be better against the Dodgers. I think he wants to be better against the Dodgers. But at the end of the day, like that's just how the dude leads. And I look at that as a very good thing for the Padres. Yeah, see, Matt, Manny backs it up a couple of ways. A, he's always on field, barring a literal like ankle collapse or dislocation. Okay, so he's been on field a ton, right? 95% with the Padres, something like that. And not only is he on field, he produces by and large. Is he perfect? No. No. Um, has he had Juan Soto's last three years? Maybe not. But he's a better defender than Juan Soto. He's also taking on the leadership role with this team for the last three or four years. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he's a perfect player. I don't want a perfect player. You know, I think he's gritty. I thought, think he's got some texture to him. I think he's got a realness to him that plays well in this city. You know, I think Manny Machado's done everything he could ask of a player. Um, do they need to win in the postseason? Yeah. Could someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. help Manny Machado win in the postseason? Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to get that help from Tatis this year, unfortunately. But I don't really know what else we're asking of Manny Machado. He plays every day. He hits, he produces, he fields. He's not perfect, but, you know, he's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Profar. Someone goes, was he actually trying to redirect Kim? And then Profar responded, they need views, though. <laughs> and that's what, well, you know what? That's what it is. I, I, and that's, <laughs> it is what it is. That's what sports are. That's how media yeah. works. And that's why, that's why I preface by saying, like, is Soto, Manny, and Musgrove frustrated with Profar? Like, question mark? Like, I didn't know what the context well, of anything was going the on answer's, there. Yes. They're, and the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer was yes. <laughs> and moment, he even came out and okay. said, he even came out and said, like, look, I'll be, I need to be better that next time. Yeah. All right. And that's with. great. And it's perfect. Done. That That's what we're basically asking of, like, Tatis. You get called out, take accountability, all is good. Now, it's different. You know, an extra base in August in Miami isn't an 80-game PED suspension. Right. Okay, it's different. Yeah. But that type of accountability that Jerks and Profar shows goes a long way. I bet it goes a long way in the clubhouse. They're fine moving forward. I think Profar has been a very good player. Again, is he perfect? Probably not. Did they lose right. this game because of that extra base? No chance in hell. Um, no. So they move on. They move on. It's fine. It's over with. It, I actually take that as a good sign, honestly. A good sign that they that Manny and Musgrove and Soto are the guys getting on the players for – whatever it may be because those guys are the leaders of this team uh jared thank you for the super okay we have a little bit of an internal uh riff going on here in the channel jared says jd's third it's just a bad take on repeat he just cries um i don't know because i don't follow the chat as closely because we're doing the show um but everyone is welcome to their opinion obviously um, yeah. here on the channel. Um, we ask that you don't like, you know, spam or troll, but if you're a Padres fan and your opinions differ, it's okay. It's fine. Sorry. Right. I already forget what JD's third said. Oh, he was critical yeah. of Manny. Yeah. And I just also want to say again, like literally there is probably not a dumber fan base than most Dodger fans. I just, have to, <laughs> I just have to throw that out there. Not all Dodger fans are idiots and stupid, but Oh, a lot of them are. This man. is funny. Okay, so JD's third has re has replied. Thank you guys for the supers as we go back and forth. He says, "I'm just tired of excuses, accountability, 
missing. Are you saying from us, JD? Are you saying from the team? I don't really think we're excuse makers. I mean, are we? I don't think so. Um, if we're no. excuse makers, I don't know what you would call the other people that cover this team on a day in day out basis, to be honest. Um, accountability. JD, follow up. You don't have to follow up with a, a super. Are you saying there's accountability missing from inside the clubhouse? Are you saying from the media? Are we That's providing excuse? What's the excuse that we're providing for Manny Machado tonight? Should we say Manny Machado um, uh, backstabbed this team by telling Jerks and Profar how he felt about a play? I mean, what, what should we say? I don't Jerks think Manny Machado did anything wrong. That's how I honestly feel. It's leadership. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, not to JD's third. He's not telling you that. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that to anybody who right. wants to question it. It's leadership. Literally, shut up. Uh, so Jared says, what excuses Gumby? <laughs> what is going on? Um, and then JD's saying, uh, from the fans. Okay, so you're saying that he's tired of the excuses from the fans. Accountability is missing. All right. I don't know. I don't know. You guys can continue to go back and forth. Just be, uh, just, just guys. Just be civil. Just be civil. It's just, it's nothing to literally fight over here. Okay. It's okay. Right. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's just be okay. civil. As Jim says, shut the fuck up. All right. We do want to <laughs> tell you about Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, who's the title sponsor of the wrap up show. Uh, if you have auto home runners or life insurance needs or earthquake insurance needs, you got to go with Mark Nimitz, San Diego, huge Padres fan. We've been texting all night. Uh, he was frustrated. Like we were, we were all frustrated with just the, I don't know. Lack of offense, but who's responsible for that? More Sandy Al Alcantara or this Padres offense here tonight. Uh, Mark Nimitz is your guy. If you have auto, home, runner's life, or earthquake insurance needs, I have my homeowners and my earthquake through Mark. If you switch your insurance to Mark, you're going to save $750. Simple as that. If you go to his website, there's a link down below. Just click show more. You can get a quote and all of the information that you need, phone number, address, everything for Mark. Padres fan, great insurance agent. San Diego native and a lifelong Padres fan. If you have insurance needs, if you want to talk Padres baseball, please get in contact with Mark Nimitz. In fact, we wouldn't be able to do this channel day in and day out without the support of our partners, specifically our title partner, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. So again, if you have insurance needs and you're a San Diegan, please turn to Mark Nimitz before you turn anywhere else. Yep. All his information's above my head. And Nimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to him, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right, so let's get to you are angered, and I think it's fair. And thank you, Carter, for saying this. And I don't disagree with you being angered by it, um, but I want to hear your opinion on it. So Fernando Tatis Sr., along with Fernando Tatis Jr.'s mother, um, have spoken both publicly within the last 24 hours. Sr. speaking, I want to say this afternoon, to a Spanish-speaking um, media organization. Um, he has said a number of things here today, but one specific thing he said I think has stuck out with you. Yeah. The most so, recent, right? That like the most Spanish recent one. audio I heard, but I saw it was translated. It was Spanish audio, so it is not fabricated. Right. Um I'm going to take Hector as a credible reporter, would you? Yeah. Is this Hector Gomez? It's Hector Gomez. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Get some things wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, but at least but, with the quotes, I mean, this this yeah. is not fabricated. No, no, no. This is this is a uh translated audio clip from i think he might have been talking to somebody in the dominican republic or spanish broadcast or whatever the case may be so he said uh from fernando tatis senior this has really been a catastrophic and terrible situation for baseball and for tatis jr's name 
This is part of the envy and the hypocrisy that is around Junior, even within some of his teammates. This is really sad. Junior's yeah. image is now down on the ground. That one line about his teammates, you, you can't do that. I mean, by saying that, you've now created this huge Pandora's box. Like Tatis is speaking to the team Thursday. You saw that from Kevin Acey. He's speaking with the owner also on Thursday and the general manager. I think that is a positive, by the way, that that's happening in short order. But when your father says, hey, um, Fernando Tatis Jr. has uh, envy within the clubhouse, um, that's like a problem. Like he, he's got to now, he's got to find a way to like bring this together, right? How are you going to do that when your father's saying that everyone's envious of Fernando Tatis Jr.? They're out to make him look bad. It's jealousy. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, like how is Jr. going to mend all of this? And his parents aren't making it easier, I guess is my point. So when you think of kind of crazy fame, crazy dads in sports, mm-hmm. who's the first person you think of? Well, obviously LeVar Ball. <laughs> you think of LeVar Ball. Mm-hmm. Here's, the dif- here's the difference between LeVar Ball. Um, one, I would say his kids are pretty buttoned up, right? Yeah, his kids. Um, no, not really because of the situation in China. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I mean, other than having to spend um, a week in jail in China, one of his kids, I would, I would say the most for shoplifting. Talk, yeah, wasn't good, but <laughs> with Lamelo and yeah. um, I don't even know their names, but yeah, you're you're right. The ball, on yeah, the ball brothers. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tati Senior makes Lavar Ball look like a saint in this situation, in my opinion. Okay. Fernando Tatis Sr. needs to shut up. He is doing no he's doing a disservice to his kid. Right. He's doing a disservice to the franchise. He is literally not only doubling and tripling down, he is helping dig this grave yeah. for Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. Where instead of I don't know, not not like you can back your kid. But sure. when you start throwing the team, yeah, oh, his when, teammates when, don't like him. When when you're not even when you aren't even in that clubhouse, like fuck all the way off. Seriously, that is a that is what really got me. Is that you can, look? He's gonna keep spewing his mouth and talk about how there's a hypocrisy in baseball, or whatever. Your kid fucked up. All right, I don't care. If, and today he talked about the the medication that he used. For yeah, I don't buy any ringworm bullshit. Because guess what? It took me five seconds to look up this medication online. (laughs) On the box, it says like steroid. It says steroids on it. You dumb idiot! Like, shut up! You don't. You're doing yourself. You're doing your kid no good here. Like, continue talking. This this is a problem that if I were Tatis, which I don't even know if Tatis is mature enough to do this but you need to go tell your parents, shut the fuck up because sometimes the parents want to want to do stuff and go out of their way to yeah. try to help their kid. And, in and turn, it's the opposite. And it's the opposite. And this is exactly what senior is doing right now. And he is helping dig this grave that Tatis has already dug for him. You know, what scares me a little bit, Jim. I mean, it doesn't scare me overly because you have a different dynamic in the clubhouse. You have a different manager, 
But could words like his father is using create a rift in the clubhouse? There are Fernando Tatis Jr. supporters in the clubhouse. I'll give you an example. Jerkson Profar, uh, who trained with Fernando Tatis Sr. and his son this offseason, is obviously, I'd be utterly shocked if Jerkson Profar did not have Fernando Tatis Jr.'s backing. That would be That's my expectation based on what I know about their relationship. I'd imagine that he's not the only player that would be sympathetic to what senior is saying or what junior is saying. Uh, I thought Juan Soto was very timid in his um, quotes regarding junior saying, we all make mistakes. We're all human and we need to, you know, learn from them, move on. I'm paraphrasing. So like, I'm a little concerned that the clubhouse could take on this dynamic where, Oh my gosh, did you see what senior uh, senior said? And then other guys say, well, yeah, well, what senior said, I agree with. And other guys say, well, what are you talking about? I mean, I could see how that could Develop. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not just some guy. He's not just the 26th guy in your roster. I mean, this guy has been unbelievably impactful in right. 2020 and 2021. Um, I don't like, know how this gets sorted out. I don't know how like, it gets sorted out. Honestly, who do you think is envy of Fernando Tatis in this moment? Really? And even before, uh, even before Friday, who is envious of a guy who can't be staying on the field? No, I mean, I don't think it's the craziest thing to say that, hey, here's a superstar with Gatorade ads and $340 million when he's 22, and people are jealous of that. Like, is I don't think that's that crazy. Like, Fernando Tatis Jr., as you've said, heading into Friday, you would have said he's got a chance to be the face of baseball. He's marketed nationally and locally. He's a star among stars. He's the biggest rock star in San Diego heading into Friday. He's a behemoth. Yeah. No, he's a he monster. Was. He was. He is. Well. He, he is he now at for least all the wrong was. reasons. He was, and now he still is, but just for all the wrong reasons. So and, is there jealousy associated with that level of star power? And maybe the team, maybe his teammates think, well, why is he have that? Why does he have that level of star power when he can't stay on the field? And Esteban, loyal member well, of the, let, the just what what? I wanted to get to the super. Oh, well, okay. Um at least Manny and Soto try to motivate the team, back it up with their play. Last season, Manny put Tatis in his place, so that's strike one. Yeah, I, I mean, we all kind of look back now at that and be like, yeah, um, Manny was in the right there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, thanks, Jared. But, uh, thank you. Um, I was going to go to Esteban here. He says, I listened yeah. to the original quote in Spanish multiple times, and it makes sense that it would be peers, not teammates in context. Oh, interesting. So re- can you read it again? Can you read it again? Yeah. Um, he said, I'll, I'll replace, I'll replace teammates with yeah, peers. Teammates, that's why. Yeah. Uh, this has really been a cat, uh, catastrophe, catastrophe and a terrible situation for baseball and for Tatis Jr.'s name. This part, this is part of the envy and hypocrisy that is around junior, even with some of his peers. This is really sad. Junior's image is not now down on the ground. Well, interesting because then Gabe follows up and says Esteban Pierce is a translation, but in context, it seems that he's talking about teammates. I could see that because peers are teammates. Uh, teammates could be peers. So mm-hmm. I could see I could see that also getting somewhat lost in translation. I don't know his exact intent. Yeah. Is he talking about peers or teammates? But they're similar probably. Either 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 way, it's still just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, shut up, because you are doing no good in the situation here. Um, I know Tatis is going to speak on Thursday, Thursday with the team. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to speak with the media. 
Well, he's already messed up multiple times here. And I just think that his dad's not going to stop. His family's not going to stop. You know, they're not going to realize like your son made a mistake here. And I don't, and there's not, it's not a real possibility that they, I'm not saying they helped him make this mistake, but maybe they knew about it and didn't do anything about it. You know, like, or maybe Tatis just went on his own and just went to talk to somebody and, and got this steroid that I guess might be legal in the Dominican Republic. But again, dude, how are you not going to tell anybody or ask anybody if this is like good to take? Uh, that's what I still don't understand here. Especially when yeah, yeah. you keep digging your own grave and saying what drug this was. And then you look up the drug and the box literally says this, that it is a <laughs> steroid on the box. Listen, he clearly made a mistake. He did not appeal the punishment. For whatever reason, his family members are doubling down. This is how it works. If, you're, if you've been accused of a crime, people are typically going to come to your defense until you've been found guilty. Now, he has been found guilty in the court of Major League Baseball because he's got this 80-game suspension. Um, so uh, here's how I think it can be redeemed is if we stop hearing from his family in the periphery and we start hearing from Junior, and if Junior starts taking more accountability and changing his ways, I think it's possible. We've all been around human beings that have adapted and changed for whatever reason. Not guarantee that it happens, but I at least think it's a possibility. He needs to get healthy. He needs to get on field. He needs to produce. Those are the things he needs to do. Other yep. than that, I don't know what else he can do. I agree with you from yeah. what you've been saying. I think from a PR perspective, he should speak. I think he should take accountability. And I do think that could make a difference maybe in San Diego. But I think at the end of the day, his health is important. And staying on field is important. And producing once on field. And will he have that opportunity again in the Padres uniform? I personally believe he will. I could be wrong. Maybe something transpires where he's traded or moved. or I don't know how it all ends. It seems very rocky for it to be year two. To get all the way from year two to year 14. So I'm kind of taking it kind of, I don't know, season by season and see if he gets back in the field in 2023 and can impact this team in a positive way. I would just say I wouldn't be surprised with anything at this moment. Well, maybe I would actually, but I do think everything's on the table within the Padres organization and with AJ Preller and Peter Seidler. I think they have to discuss Um, everything. Yeah, but I don't know if everything's on the table. You know what I mean? Like discussing everything doesn't mean that you would – you know, make any rash decision like I don't think a contract. No, 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 no. Or no, trading no. a player that's no. 23 and has hit, you know, 40 home runs in a season. But, uh, but you know, they have to look at what's best for the team and the organization. And they have to discuss everything. They can't just, like, even Perler talked about, he's like, we need to go back and look more in depth about what happened in the offseason with the motorcycle mm-hmm. and the shoulder. Yeah, definitely. And that's what they need to do just with everything. everything. Even if it's even if there's a 0% chance of it, of it happening, they still need to discuss it. Here's my question. We talked about on the radio. Um, like, is he going to be welcomed back by Padres fans with open arms if he produces? Like, is anyone right now in the chat unwilling to welcome back Fernando Tatis Jr. with open arms if he does produce, but you're still not going to be a fan of him because of what is taking place here? Or will you welcome him back 
because, you know, at the end of the day, it's about winning and producing. And that's what he's capable of doing. I'm just curious. I mean, are there a lot of people? And I, we heard from some people today on the phones that said they wouldn't support him. Um, and that's, I think, natural, especially in the moments after something like this. But time's going to pass. Um, people will move forward. Um, they won't forget about this. But will people forgive Fernando Tatis Jr. if he helps bring a championship to the city or becomes an MVP? You know, I'm led to believe they will, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Matt, thank you for the super. He says, uh, so who should we be rooting for right now? Brewers or Dodgers? I'm torn. Easy, 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 easy. I'm rooting for the Dodgers to basically sweep everyone. I think it's good for the Padres. Um, the Brewers are two games behind the Padres. The Dodgers are 16 games ahead of the Padres. You are rooting for the Dodgers to sweep the Brewers and then sweep them again at Dodger Stadium in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- Hate to say it, but yeah, you got to root for them. Yeah, the opposite is a problem. I mean, if the Dodgers lose series to the Brewers, yeah, that's going to be a big problem for the right. Padres. I see, I see in the chat people saying Kobe, Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. and that's to- I totally get it. I just, for whatever reason, in baseball, it just and I hate it how it is, but steroids is viewed like the ultimate scarlet letter. And it's it's almost like in the eyes of the baseball community, like worse when it really shouldn't be. Right. Like yeah, it, I agree sh- with that. it shouldn't be as bad as what Ben Roethlisberger. Domestic did. abuse or, or sexual Tyreek, assault. Yeah. Or Tyreek Hill or Ray Rice or, you know, you name a player that has done horrible things. Um, uh, recently, Miles, Br- Miles Bridges of the of the Hornets, like what those people did were in comparison a million times worse than what Tatis did. Tatis was just did something that was stupid that that mm-hmm. uh, was a mistake and it was stupid to do and he it was immature. But this mm-hmm. didn't hurt anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. The only person he hurt was himself. Yeah, he wasn't even on field during this. No. You, you know, he wasn't taking steroids to produce because I mean, I don't know if he's taken steroids previously. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, but then that's the thing like you know, and even uh, I mean, well, Trevor Bauer I mean, Trevor Bauer's done forever, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if people viewed uh, Tatis as more of a villain than Trevor Bauer, and that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Dodgers fans because that's because they're being irrational, right? Um, maybe some other fans, but I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm a, I'm not saying 100, John. I'm just saying like I wouldn't be surprised if some fans, well, yeah, sure, there's some, way. yeah, I mean, yeah, LA Dodger fans feel that way. I mean, here's the thing. There's been a lot of players that have been labeled by steroids, and you cannot escape it, but it doesn't fully define you. A good example would be A-Rod. He's not fully defined by it. I mean, the guy's made himself into an empire. I mean, he's one of the richest people in the country. He, like, owns sports franchises and does all kinds of broadcasting work. I mean, has he been labeled by using steroids? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it doesn't – I don't think you're automatically vilified because you use steroids. You might be nationally, and it might keep you out of the hall, but I look at Barry Bonds. I look at Mark McGuire. I look at Sammy Sosa. They're revered in the cities in which they accomplished, in which they had those accomplishments. Everyone knew they were taking steroids. Everyone knew they were cheating. There's no, there's never been a more highly publicized cheater in the history of the sport than Barry Bonds. Yet, he's not vilified in San Francisco. He's beloved in San Francisco. If Tatis produces, there's no reason to think ta- the San Diego is going to turn its back on Tatis, in my opinion. Right. Um, but it will never be the same again you can still love somebody 
in the city, but I still think there's always going to be. It's like once you've cheated, like once you've cheated on your, you know, significant other or your yeah. spouse, it's a little different on the other side of it. You can still stay together. I do agree with that. Yeah. That's like if you cheat on somebody and you stay together, like there's a lot, there's a scar there forever. It's not going away. But now you can forgive and you can move on, but that scar is going to remain. And right now, Tatis has a freshly giant, fresh giant wound Yeah, oh, that has time. to heal. And when it heals, the scar will remain and it will never be gone. I agree with that. I just, I think in San Diego, if he stays and produces, he will be welcomed. That's right. my personal opinion. Uh, Sam says, I saw in Fangraphs that we may be under the CBT. Thank you, Sam, for the super. They are not. I saw that back and forth with, uh, who was it with? Um, ben Higgins was going back and forth with someone from Fangraphs. And Fangraphs said, oh, our bad. That was a calculation that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah. You can't oh. just take all of his salary off. Um, they're still over the CBT. So that was mm -hmm. clarified. Uh, so thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you, Gabe, for the super as well. He says, get Tati Sr. in the radio in San Diego. He doesn't shy away. Uh I don't know if we're going to be able to get him or not. That would be a nice guess, though, wouldn't it? It would be a very nice you guess. Think? But, again, it's like I, he shouldn't want to talk to anybody right now. If anything, how about you go talk to your kid? How about you make sure your kid's doing okay? And by okay, I mean giving him good counseling mm -hmm. and good advice and making sure he does the right thing instead of you going blabbering your mouth to the media about how like there's this conspiracy theory out there that the that baseball is trying to get Tatis because he's a superstar. Like, no, you don't think that baseball no. wanted Tatis to be on like the, the next big thing on you know not only on the field but just to be the next best, next biggest thing in baseball because that this was a guy who actually wanted to be marketed. It feel like it felt like Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. It felt like they couldn't figure out how to truly market Mike Trout. But just in one season with Tatis, they he's on, I mean, he's on the he's during he's on during the Super Bowl on national commercials. He has his face all over Gatorade as a baseball athlete. He was the first Gatorade athlete since Derek Jeter. Uh, baseball, right? Base, that's baseball right. Yeah, first mm -hmm. baseball player athlete that was like the cover guy for Gatorade since Derek freaking Jeter. Right. Cover that video game, whatever the hell it's called, Sony Sports, M MLB, MLB the show, yeah. the cover of MLB the show. Um, his jersey's top five in baseball selling, easily the number one selling jersey for the Padres. Like, do you, you don't think baseball wanted him? There's no conspiracy. No, I do, and that's why I don't think there's a conspiracy because, and that's why I don't think the Padres knew in advance because this thing is so no. legitimate that they've been doing this testing since 2004, and it was bargained as part of the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. That I think when you're positive, you're positive. When your number's called, your number's called, and nobody can do anything about it. Now you can appeal it. You have rights. You can appeal it, but he didn't. So right. that process is over, and he's serving. Right. He's in the midst yeah. of it. He's serving a suspension. Tatis is not a bad person. He made a dumb mistake, and he's very immature, and he needs to grow up. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad person at all. I mean, no. do I think he'll be labeled by this? I do. Do I think he's changed the narrative on his career? I do. Do I think he can redeem himself in San Diego? I do. Do I think he'll be vilified elsewhere? I do. Guess what? Manny Machado's hated everywhere, and, he's, and he could still be a leader, and he could still help produce – potentially a world championship in this city. So yeah, he's not going to be beloved in Philadelphia or LA or San Francisco. Yeah. Such is life, you know? 
Uh, Spencer, thank you for the super and your membership. He says, saw an interesting theory about Tatis today by someone on Reddit. Could be a mistake situation 100%, but it's still annoying. I saw that. Did you see that Reddit thread? No. Someone DM'd it to me. Again, I I can't buy it all. Here's what I buy. He tested positive and he didn't appeal. That's what I buy. That's what I know. Yeah, if you Until truly, I hear otherwise, you know. Yeah, if you truly believe that this was a mistake situation, you're going to fight your ass off to appeal that. Yeah, I would and think so. Like, yeah, dude, your name is about to be destroyed in the sport for taking steroids. I would fight my ass off. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of this. I really don't. I don't know. Thursday is going to be very interesting. And the thing with making it interesting is, again, that's a distraction. Like, you have a game on Thursday. There's no off day. I know they play the Nationals. They're not playing the Dodgers. But, CJ, you just don't. It's the big leagues. You can't throw any game away because of something that's a distraction. Man, I would, dude, how much money would you pay to be a fly on the wall on Thursday in that clubhouse? When Tatis is talking to the team, thirty bucks. I'd probably pay. I probably <laughs> thirty bucks. How much would you? Like 60? forty, like forty yeah. bucks. Yeah, I'd probably pay something. I don't think I'd pay like a million. Uh, Jared, thank you again for the supers tonight. Thank you for your membership. Thank you for being a mod as well. We appreciate you hanging out. Um, sorry for kind of ditching your one super there as well. Our bad. Um, he says, "Manny Machado, your National League Player of the Week." Did you see that, Jim? Manny Machado, no National League Player of the Week. That's why I tagged you in it to make sure you saw it. Oh, I didn't see that. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. I'm happy for him. Two more hits today. I should I mean, be the, it, I should be the National League Player of the Week. <laughs> you really should because without you, he probably wasn't. I mean, the one yeah. thing, the one thing I know, I'll say at the end of the year, if this team doesn't make the postseason, I'm not going to blame Manny Machado. Um, and again, did he have you know a stretch where he wasn't hitting as well as he hit early in the year? Yeah. Um, but is he hitting right now? Yes. Um, if this team doesn't make the postseason, will we blame Fernando Tatis Jr.? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's pretty reasonable to assume he's going to take some blame. If they get in and then don't win, are we going to blame Fernando Tatis Jr.? Maybe. It's a possibility. I, I think anything but a World Series if you look at like the reasons why, or you want to put blame on somebody, Tatis is going to be somewhere in that blame chart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I agree if with they, that. If they win a world series, who cares? doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Like literally doesn't matter. But if they don't win a world series, Tatis is going to be put as a guy that you're going to blame. And rightfully so as a reason why they did not win a world series. You think he's less likely to return if they win the World Series or if they don't win the World Series? Oh, I think he's hoping they don't win a World Series. I think no. I think if, if I'm him, if I'm Tatis, actually, no, if I'm Tatis, I hope they win the World Series. Uh, do you? Because you're such, you're probably, these players have egos. I mean, don't you want to be part of the team that won the World Series? Like, have good contributed? Question. I don't. No, my question was, though, yeah. do you think it's more likely that the Padres would move on from him Oh, if they won a World Series? Because then they kind of prove that they don't need him <laughs> to win a World Series. I mean, honestly, John, I think regardless, they're going to at least talk about that as an option. I'm not saying – I'm not – this is by no means me saying they should do it. I'm right. not advocating for it. I'm just, just saying I, 
it's my opinion. I think that there will be discussions about what they should do with Tatis. Because I don't think it's just black and white here. It's not just like, oh, right. yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back spring training. He'll miss the first 30 games of the year, and then we're good to go. Like, that's not what this feels like at all. This feels like a we may have fucked up on this, and we have to determine if this is the right thing to, to remain with the fran- have him remain with the franchise, and if we're making a mistake to keep him. So I guess my question would be, what recourse do they have? What options would they have? Is there 335 million? Yeah, I mean, so $330 million at the conclusion of this year. He's not getting paid, obviously, during this 80-game suspension. To trade him in the offseason, the team taking him on would be taking on $330 million in salary plus a 32-game suspension to begin 2023 plus trading assets to the pot. Yeah. It just Plus, he has to waive a no-trade. Like, that's a lot. I that's think a the, lot. Yeah, I think the trade thing will be talked about, but I think that's going to end. That conversation is going to be like five-second conversation. Because there's just no avenues to do that. Um, I do think them going back and looking at what happened in last offseason. So like avoiding situation, like trying to eliminate the contract? Or I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what they can do. I don't know. Right. But just hearing Preller say that they're going to take a deeper dive into what happened last, yep. last offseason would signal something of a, of a, that could be discussions about what they could possibly find and do legal action to do something with this contract. I don't know, but I do think everything's going to be discussed because you got to do it because you lost the trust of a guy. You can't just keep going yeah. like status quo. That's true. And some of this is on the Padres. If you read Dennis Lynn this week or this weekend saying, listen, the Padres threw him $340 million when he was 21. Um, did they know who they were giving that money to? Was it kind of blind faith? In Tatis, yeah, this is on Tatis too, but is it on the Padres organization as well for just believing in a kid that didn't prove it to you other than producing on field? Um, I do want to tell you about Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. If you have mortgage needs, Omar is your guy. Uh, You can scan the QR code on the screen right now, or you can text 619-387-7798. That's 619-387-7798. Omar is your San Diego Mortgage broker, simple as that. Went to San Diego State. He's NASDAQ. He's a huge Padres fan. He's a San Diegan. And if you're looking to get into your dream home, he can help. If you want to refinance to consolidate debt, he can also help. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, just call or text Omar for a free consultation at 619-387-7798. If you're looking for referral partners and you want to expand your business, Reach out to Omar. I'm talking about realtors, insurance agents, CPAs, immigration attorneys, divorce attorneys, and more. Omar wants to help you grow your business. Text him. Scan the QR code. He is here to help all Padres fans with their mortgages. Yeah, scan the QR code there. It'll take you to his website, edgehomefinance.com. Also, the best way to reach out to him, 619-387-7798. Omar is your loan and mortgage needs man go to him for all those questions uh when you text him let him know that john and jim from the wrap-up show sent you uh john the uh giants yeah. won tonight so now they're only five and a half back of the padres the final yeah, they're, red spot. they're red hot they're red hot the Do- yeah you play the dodgers nine times in september you play the, the padres six or they play the giants six so yeah no the giants play the dodgers six times in september as well and they cannot beat the dodgers but yes i am i am definitely following the giants i do not think they're buried at this point because the padres haven't played great baseball mm-hmm. and they still um, got rodon and webb um, and look at their schedule right now it's like 
It's super soft. It's Arizona for four at home, at Colorado, at Detroit, at Minnesota. That's I mean, there's some road games in there, but it's it's not a hard schedule. They're not they're not playing the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves every day. Right. So um, what is this? I'm sorry, I was just looking at a comment. Yeah, I mean, this this at the end of the day. For the Padres to put themselves in a position where we're not talking about can they get in for the next 44 games is they have to at one point go on a winning streak, which is something they, they've done one time. They went on a five-game winning streak only to give it back and go on a five-game losing streak. They're one five-game winning streak away from being in the postseason if they can avoid that five-game losing streak, which they just had recently. I mean, this is a team that, again, I'll contra, it's explainable to get shut out. They've been shut out three times in eight games. Um, with a lineup that's had some crooked numbers in there recently as well. So they're a little helter-skelter, and I don't really know what to make of the dynamic and the team's play right now, whether it's starting pitching with guys like Musgrove and Manaya, whether it's bullpen with someone like Hayter, whether it's this offense other than Soto and Machado. Like, when are they going to beat up on bad teams? When is that going to happen? Is it going to be the Nats at and home? Just- are they going to win all four? And winning series is great, but when you say beat up, you mean sweeping. Like I mean, occasionally taking, would be nice. Yeah, I mean, sweeping the series against uh, uh, Washington coming up this weekend is kind of a big thing. And it's uh, C.J. Abrams got called up, so he's going to make a return to San Diego. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Mackenzie Gore, you're going to see him pitch this weekend or whatnot, but, um, and you're also dealing with, dealing, dealing with the Fernando Tatis Jr. potential distraction on yes. Thursday. Yes. There's a lot there. There's a lot there this weekend. And, and then there's this, and I agree with you, Jared, and I joked about this, but Josh Bell has done nothing. He sucks. 12 games. He's hitting 140. He's 0 for his last, what is it, 15? Can't buy a hit right now. And I trust that he's going to come out of that. I really do. They're going to need him to come out of it. They're going to need him. I love to how come people out of are it. like, just call out Josh Bell, and it's totally fine. And the second I call out Manny Machado for hitting 200, 200 for a month and a half, it's like, you die. Yeah, do you know the difference? Yeah, I know the difference, John. <laughs> Nobody cares about you calling out Josh Bell. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm worried about Bell. I mean, Bell was a 300 hitter with power, um, and he's you know, not here. Uh, you know, Is he going to hit 300 with the Padres? It seems unlikely based on what we've seen for 12 games. Um, but hopefully, hopefully he can get hot. They need him. Without Tatis, they need power. Um, and they need slug. And they need someone to extend this lineup, and hopefully he can be that guy. I don't think he's an Adam Frazier, though. Adam Frazier came here, and he was a second baseman, and they stuck him in, like, left field. And they had, right. no, they had no spot for him. Josh yeah, Bell is right. your everyday first baseman, occasional DH. Like, there's no, there's no like, you're going to play this position for the first time. And, you know, like, he, Josh Bell's got a track record. And I, I think... I'll I'll ride with Josh Bell, and hopefully he gets hot. I mean, he's got yep. he's got a full month to do it. It's not like this is the end of the season here either. So, yep. Uh, Jake, thank you for the super, and thank you for your support of this channel and your membership. He says statistically, Padres have the easiest schedule left. Are you saying if you're looking at Philadelphia, San Diego, San Francisco, Milwaukee, and probably right? You know, I I don't know though because there's nine Dodgers games. That's a lot of games. Nine out of 44, that's a lot of games. Over 20% of your schedule remaining is against the Dodgers. So is it really the easiest? It doesn't matter how easy it is if you don't win these games. They're five and seven since acquiring Juan Soto. 
So, you know, and they haven't played a hard schedule. The Colorados and Miamis and Washington Nationals. So they're five and seven with Soto. It's not because of Soto. They're just five and seven in right. the last 12 games, you know? I mean, Soto's, Soto's reached, Soto has reached base every single game of the Padres. Manny Machado since last Monday has been the best hitter in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Snell has been amazing his last five starts. And they just need to all start clicking. It's going to still, you're, you're still in the, um, it will take time phase. But once you hit September one, I, I feel like you've, you've got to start, you got to start putting the, ga- the pedal on the gas pe- here. It's, you got to go. It's go time. I mean, if you can't make the postseason trading for Juan Soto, when six teams in the National League make the postseason with this rotation, and with Manny Machado and Juan Soto, forget about Tatis, and we'll blame Tatis. I promise you that, and I will as well if they miss the postseason. But they shouldn't even need him to get in, Jim. I mean, they, they really shouldn't. Um, they shouldn't. No, Tatis was like the added cherry on top that gave you a better chance at winning a World Series. Mm-hmm. Tatis, I agree. You, you don't need him to get in the postseason. They got plenty. Are you kidding me? Um, imagine if they had this team all year long. <laughs> I think it's a totally different story. I agree. I mean, look at this um, Marlins team. I don't know anyone in their lineup. Yeah. <laughs> long, like, come on, really? They're without everyone. I mean, they're without so many guys. Now, again, Alcantara can beat you alone. He can beat you alone. Uh, yeah. But the next two days, you need to find a way to just piecemeal something together and scratch out wins. I don't care if it's one nothing or... 17 16 seems unlikely, both of them. Um, but they have to find a way. You got to get two games. Uh, and a four and two trip would, would go a long way, you know? A four and two trip would go a long way. So we'll see if they can do that or not. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to remind our viewers about our friends at Aura. And the way I'm going to do that is by pulling up their website, ORA.organic. Their co founder, Will, who is in the chat tonight or has been in the chat tonight, is a huge Padres fan. He's living and dying on this like we all are. If you click this build your routine button at ORA.organic, you're getting 30% off your very first order, whatever products you're looking for. These are all plant based, whether it's the probiotics, which I take every single day for digestion. I've been taking a probiotic for 10 years. Like I always tell people, it's the best probiotic. I've ever taken for digestion. They also have workout supplements. They also have proteins. They have pre-workout supplements, omega-3 oils, literally something for everyone. Sleep pills, immunity pills. Click that shop button. Shop as you watch the wrap-up show. Save 30%. They've got offices in Liberty Station. Will's a San Diegan that grew up and is a Padres fan. So if you want to support this channel, please support our partners, including Aura, ORA.organic, 30% off your first order. Yeah, when you go to www.aura.organic, hit that build routine, you'll get 30% off your first order. They have everything you need for a healthy lifestyle, pre-workouts, protein powders, probiotics, fish oil pills. Literally, you want it, they got it. Go there right now. You get 30% off your first order when you build your own routine. They'll definitely thank us later. Yes, you will thank us later, and thank you, Will, for your support of this channel. Um, all right, guys. So game two is tomorrow night. Uh, Mark, what's going on, by the way? Mark Nimitz in the chat, our title sponsor. What's up, GOAT? Um, let's get this dub tomorrow. Can we stop that in Josh Bell? Clean up. Now, that is a conversation. Maybe you move him down in the lineup. Move up someone like Cronaworth. Um, or Drury. 
Yeah, Drury could back clean up. You could back. You could move Josh Bell to like sixth, I think, if you needed to, just to take some pressure off him, batting behind Juan Soto every single day yeah. and not producing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, to be honest with you. But yeah, right. to your point, Mark, just win a game. Just win a game tomorrow. That's what they need. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. All right. Um, as always, before we get out of here, I do want to remind our viewers that we have a podcast at anchor.fm backslash wrap-up show anchor.fm backslash wrap-up show it is presented by eric lanier at higher impact financial if you have financial goals or needs check them out at higherimpactfinancial.com. and again anchor.fm backslash wrap-up show that is the podcast for the wrap-up show the audio only edition of the show make sure to check out our merch there is a link down below for our merch wrap-up show merch is now available on youtube and please consider becoming a member as well custom emojis custom badges, and members-only content. Just click that Join button down below. We always want to thank our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. With us tonight in the chat, if you have auto, home, runners, life, or earthquake insurance needs, Mark is your guy. He can save you $750 or more on your insurance. He's a San Diegan. If you support this channel, support Mark. Click the link down below. Aura at ORA.organic, 30% off your first order. Plant-based nutrition. Thank you, Will for your support of this channel, and Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. You can text him right now if you have mortgage needs, 619-387-7798. That's 619-387-7798. Before you leave, please subscribe. Please smash the like button for us. Please follow us on Twitter, at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. We'll catch up with you guys tomorrow night at 9 p.m. following game two of this Padres-Marlins series. Just another, you know, normal day in Padres land. Nothing, Nothing to talk about. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio at 3 p.m. Thanks, guys. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.